0: Welcome to the Botter-Meinhof podcast. I am your host, Richard Huffman, expert in all things botter Meinhoff. We talk about left-wing German terrorism in the 1970s and other related ephemera. I, I call it um, the only podcast that is devoted to yet unaffiliated with the botter Meinhoff gang. And today um, we have probably the coolest thing we've ever done on this podcast. I have an interview with um, Michael balmy And Michael Baumann is a former left-wing German terrorist from the 1970s. Uh, Michael Baumann was in the group that um, laid the bombs that my dad defused in the early 70s when he was the head of the bomb disposal unit. And um, speaking with him, he cleared up a bunch of stories, and they're sort of contradictory to my dad's stories, which is really interesting, honestly, for me. It's, it's an amazing story because Bauman knew everybody from Gudernensland to Andreas Bader to Ulrike Meinhof to Ingeborg Bars, all these people, he knew them all. Um, Verena Becker, who was just recently arrested, he brought into the movement and gave her, her entree into terrorism. He built the bombs that my dad defused. I mean, it's. Stunning for me and probably will not be the last time I talk to him. Um, he is famous because he gave up the terrorist life. He decided to get out of that movement because he did not like the direction it was going. And he wrote a very famous book in the mid 70s that was the German government kind of tried to suppress. And um, a lot of intellectuals and others signed on to this book as co-authors. So it would be hard to sue the, quote, author of the book to prevent it from being um, published. So it did get published and and um, generate a lot of notoriety. He ended up being arrested in, um, I think, in 1981 when he was hiding out in London, and he served about five years in prison. And he's lived a pretty quiet life ever since. But he's a very, he's a funny guy, a very interesting um, guy, and he has a very honest um take on his past and he's very open about it. Um so I hope you enjoy this uh for me the most fascinating interview I have ever conducted. So let's talk about let's talk about your your youth a, a, a bit. So for the people who are listening to this podcast tell me about um who you were in the late 60s and early 70s and why you became so prominent. Now,
1: prominent I became uh <laughs> Over that book, you know. It was which, my first book. and Which is called uh, because, How It
0: All Began in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: the Alles Anfang here in, in Germany. Uh, it's a direct translation. Um, and because I was on that uh, wanting poster, <clears throat> you know, they had here, uh, the government had uh, put wanting posters all over the country. <clears throat> They were everywhere in every post office, in every school, in every police station, in every public building. Yeah. So uh, people see you
2: every day. <laughs> so it was
0: hard to get away because you were everywhere you looked. That's where you were.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, they were even outside Germany. Yeah. On, on certain places, uh, police stations uh, all over Europe. I even had seen some in, uh, in Iran. Oh I mean, at that God. time, the, the Shah was still in power. Huh? Khomeini uh, wasn't there, uh, and uh, even they had them. <clears throat> so,
0: so, in the late 60s, you were part of this. Um, you, were, were you, or you weren't a member of the Commune One, were you? Or you were a member of one of these communes, that's my understanding?
1: I was Commune 1 and uh, Wielandstrasse, uh, that was actually a, a place where uh, the later terrorist movement started, and uh, I was member of the SDS. You know, you had Student for a Democrat uh, Society, the American SDS student movement, and I was uh, here, mm. So you were it.
0: you were very politically active at the time. Yes. And at the time, it was the the assumption was you know there at the time there was obviously an enormous amount of um, students that were very frustrated with the direction things were going, very frustrated with German American society, and there was a group of people that ended up becoming more radicalized by that. And that's what you were talking about in the other commune you part of is there was groups that um, I'm assuming you're talking about the people that went on to found the June 2nd movement.
1: And actually, we started, um, you know, as a, a group of Bohemians uh, sitting in a city center and uh, drinking uh, sheep wine, huh? to <laughs> <laughs> listen to music. And all those German people, you must understand, they were all Nazis. I mean, yeah. all the generation of my parents, they all uh, had supported Hitler. <clears throat> so they hated us. I mean, they were standing and uh large uh, groups around us and, and uh telling us we should uh, gas them concentration camps and uh uh and go to labor camps and, and all that or uh, shot on the spot and, and I mean it was impossible to to sit there uh, just like that. You know it's not a liberal it was not a liberal society in that time Germany. It's not true. It was democratic because uh The American army uh, enforced democracy or the uh, English army, but uh, the people actually didn't like the idea of being democratic. I mean, at least not in cultural aspects. So uh, they hated us
0: you know i'll hear in america uh, the past several months it's become really common for they have these people called the tea party people and they will accuse Yeah they're they're they? They, huh? they, are, they, are, they are an interesting and pretty scary group of people and they often accuse obama of being hitler or being like hitler and I, and i compare it to um the time in the 60s when 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 uh, people of your generation were referring to people as nazis but the difference was is these were actual Nazis. These were former <laughs> yeah. Nazis.
1: I mean, it's ludicrous. I mean, Obama, it's, it's crazy.
0: It is. Yeah. So when you were dealing with this in the 60s and they were, you're talking about, there. it wasn't even hidden. This was a pretty strong conservative, um, pretty strong reactionary streak of your parents that, that, that was mostly kept in check by basically the Americans and the occupying forces in a sense.
1: Yeah, sure, that's uh, that's actually the point. I mean, uh, uh, it was uh, democracy on the paper, but there were no d- democrats around, you know? That's that's what was the point. And so, uh,
0: so how did that lead to deciding well we're going to go from throwing put you know the the infamous uh, attempt to to the pudding bomb of of Vice President Humphrey to actual bombs and Molotov cocktails. How did that how did that transition yeah, it,
1: happen? Uh, it was a, a slow thing. I mean, a, a slow development over two three years. Uh, I mean, the first demonstration and so they started in sixty six. The first uh, uh, beginning of sixty six. The first bombs. Uh, where uh, at the end of 69, so you see there are three years of uh, struggle in between uh, where all that d- didn't happen. I mean, they didn't uh, uh, use violence. It was slowly uh, a, a development. They got a student shot at the demonstration by police. The police were never put on. I mean, he was put on trial, but because he was released, he was released. <laughs> uh, the student leader, Rudi Dutschke, got shot in the street by a Nazi, by a Nazi. Uh, and uh, so slowly uh, it developed a situation where you have to say uh, it's, uh, it's self-defense. I mean, that's the Black Panther Party in America uh, calls themselves uh, uh, Black Party of, of Self-Defense and uh, the name second june always uh, showed the people look we didn't shot first it was the police who killed one of us not we start to kill a policeman were
0: you were you in berlin when when the june second riot happened or were you yes yes riot? i
1: was there i was there that night
0: and t- can you tell me a little bit about that night what what uh what what you remember of that night
1: yeah because it was absolute surprise you look uh, the people were sitting there uh are outside that opera house, you know, where the Shah was uh, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, uh, uh, you know, heckered uh, him, but it. it was a very uh, big street, so they hardly could hear it. I mean, it was actually a pretty harmless situation for the police, for the Shah, for everybody. And people were sitting there and on, a, on the street, on the pavement. And then suddenly police came in, in, I mean, in their hundreds, and beat everybody up. There was no reason for that. And I it mean, there, there was no uh, was dangerous there, um... situation. What?
0: Wasn't there uh, Iranians, uh, these jubilation Persians that were? Yeah, there were some hours
1: before they were beating people in the street. You know, Uh, but here in the evening there was nothing. I mean, there was really no reason to do that. (laughs) People and there were also. Uh, granny, you know, old woman who liked to shop, we just wanted to see the child, they also got beaten up. I mean, not only the students. It was absolutely crazy, the situation. And how did you guys hear
0: that, or how did people first learn that a, that a student, that Benno Onazar got in uh, shot? Next day,
1: next day. So I mean, it wasn't I,
0: that night. This was all, This was late the next day that people had heard about it.
1: Next this. day, I mean, because uh, the police always announced a policeman got killed. Oh, really? Yes, 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 yes. They did it three times here in, in, in Berlin. Always when demonstrators uh, uh, got killed, they announced first the policeman got killed. I mean, really, they did it three times, so it's on purpose. <laughs> and that night was the same. I mean, I realized... Uh, uh, I uh, only heard it the next day, around midday. And okay. I was around that night. I mean, uh, there was a rumor Yeah, somebody got shot, but nobody could verify it. And so uh, it was uh, not for sure. It was the next day that everybody realized they had uh, killed a guy. Who know, was, I met him uh, uh, some hours before, by, by chance. Really?
0: How did that happen?
1: Um, I was in uh, opposition, you know, a little part of something uh, like a little newspaper, you know, who came out once a week. And he came there and uh, uh, ordered it, you know, Uh, and... uh, I filled out the paper for him, so we can send the newspaper at his home and 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 talk with him some words. And I later realized, I mean, some days later, that's exactly the guy who they who got shot. And he was a very nice and friendly, I mean, uh, young guy. He was uh, totally harmless. He was not radical.
0: I've read uh, many accounts of that particular day, and and it was only recently that I saw an actual the actual cover of Beeld from the next day, and it doesn't seem to bear any relationship to what actually happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What was it? What, what yeah, did it, you guys feel about Beeld and Springer Press during that
1: time? I mean, they hated us. We hated them. I mean, it's. Uh, 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 worst kind of newspaper imaginable. Hmm. Well, they only steer up uh, emotions, they never come up with uh, fa- facts. Uh, it's a uh, manipulating uh, paper. Uh, it's uh, it's Nazi like uh, crap. Until today. I mean, they never changed. Uh, they're st- still going on. Uh, at the present, they have a campaign against everything from Greek. Because, uh, you know, Greek is a um, financial disaster, and now the rest of Europe had to pay them to solve their problems, yeah?
0: So even, so even though Angela Merkel is pushing that, they oppose it?
1: Yeah, she is actually not doing it because this paper <laughs> said wow. no German money for these lazy Greeks, you know, they... Get Im- immediately uh, the attack on them. Uh, Something—it's uh, a smear campaign against everybody from Greece. I mean, it's racist. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's a financial problem and not a problem of uh, 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 Greek are bad people. I mean, it's totally crazy. <clears throat> so, when
0: you heard um, last summer that um, uh, Kouras, the, the 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 policeman who shot. Onozorg turns out he was a member of the the SED, the German, the East German. Stasi, yes. The Stasi is, uh, is. Um, what was your thoughts on that? Because uh, 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 there was all kinds of conspiracy theories going across the web. What do What do you think about that? Do you think that he shot Onozorg on purpose? It was a plan. What What are your thoughts? on No, that? it
2: was
1: no plan. I mean, the Stasi after that uh, dumped him as a spy. He was too hot for them i sure. mean they they didn't want that I mean he was a, a- spy for inside the police they needed a man who know uh, where everybody looks at him. I mean he was as, famous famous at that time. The Stasi obviously dumped him after that yeah. they didn't do it on purpose they didn't order that It's crazy it's a crazy idea because you never know what's happened when dead people are around you can't uh mm-hmm uh, uh to make a campaign and that way impossible. It's crazy the idea. I mean both German government, I mean the East and the West were uh fools to employ a guy like him.
2: That was but, my but of idea. course,
0: um of course <clears throat> eight eight, nine, ten years later, East Germany allowed many former members of the Rot Army faction to hide out in, in East Germany.
1: Yeah, I they put me in jail. Really? I mean when Yes, yes, I was uh, 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 a month or two-and-a-half months uh, in uh, East German jail because I uh, traveled with a false passport.
2: And, and they arrested
1: me on the East German border to Czechoslovakia, hmm. and uh, they put me in jail.
0: <clears throat> this this was when you were in hiding, on the run?
1: Yes, from- yes, I was on the run, and uh, I told them... Uh, they said, oh, 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 everybody can say that. First of all, you have a wrong passport. You may be planning something against us. And I have to prove uh, who I am. I mean, they actually uh, came up two days later with my fingerprints and my personal file from the West Berlin police. So they had a spy inside the police. Wow. Who uh, supplied them with all uh, my my complete file? Yeah. Then they took the fingerprint, said, "Okay, it's you. Okay, we make a deal. You tell us about the structure of the armed group in Berlin, and then we let you go. Otherwise, oh we otherwise we <laughs> deliver you to the West Germans,
2: my and God. then you
1: go to <laughs> for, I don't know 15 years. And they had arrested another guy from from the hash rabbits you know yeah and he was telling them about me so they know exactly i couldn't even lie to them and the, uh, the hash rebels the,
0: that that's a west berlin sort of proto urban guerrilla group
1: no they they were we were only uh, interested in uh the uh, still the same the drug problems you know yeah we uh, uh in places where, where kids came together and smoked dope and so we said you have to uh, uh, organize <laughs> resistance against the cops i mean when the cops come and take your drugs away you also can uh, uh, you must resist and things like that and organize lawyers for them and uh, uh doctors and things like that
0: sure now, OK, so let's let's get back to, you know, the late 60s, very early 70s. And you guys are sitting around a cafe and plotting stuff out. What were some of the first things you guys or or the people that you were with started to do that was more dangerous than before? Um, specifically, like um, I know that like like uh, America House was. Uh, people threw Molotov cocktails on that and, and maybe Harnock house where the army base was. I
1: still don't know actually who did the Harnack house. I mean, you wrote me this, uh, yeah, I read your email.
0: Uh, well, I read that from a Der Spiegel article from many years ago. It was, uh, it was actually from 1974 and it was talking about Ulrich Schmuckar. I guess. Yeah, but no, no.
1: He never did any action. He was only. Yeah, no. He was only supplying the group with uh, explosives because he had a connection to uh, Palestinian groups. So
0: he wasn't actually actually. He was. um, He was
1: never. uh, He never took part of any action.
0: Okay. Uh, Because I was. I was wondering about that because the article is so old, but it seemed like it was based on like. A single source, so I don't know who was telling them what.
1: There was a guy then from our group who told the police, uh, it must be around '74, yeah, uh, but uh, uh, I can't tell you exactly who was. I guess it was Ingrid Zietman, a, a woman who later got shot by the Israelis in um, southern Lebanon in '82 that she uh, uh, did this uh, bombing of the Harmaq house.
0: Now, because as, as I'm sure you're aware, that's how my history
1: and... I yes, guess, I read history... that. Uh, listen, uh, uh, your father said there were two bombs in that plane, yeah? When he uh, defaced this uh, bomb.
0: Yeah, in, in the one... There was one at Tempelhof, which I'm always
2: yes, yes, interested yes, about. Yes. In
0: fact, until I actually read a Der Spiegel article... Literally about two weeks ago, I I found, uh, Der Spiegel put all of their archives online. I never had any actual proof that anything my dad told me was true until it actually mentioned the Harnacka House bombing. So I realized, okay, well, maybe that's true.
1: His, his. Yeah, we we put a bomb in that uh, plane. I mean, I'm not personally, but I had to build the bomb. Oh, my God. But I'm not, there were not two bombs. There was really? only one. There was only one. I mean, okay. what we did.
0: Okay, so now
1: you. I need mean, to there ta- were two guys then uh, going and delivered the bomb in the plane, and it took uh, days before they found out, but uh, uh, because the bomb didn't go off for some crazy reason and. Uh, uh, so, I've so why, never put two bombs in that so plane. let me let d- me just one. let me
0: um let me describe um about what we're talking about the way my dad remembers it is it was a c-47 from the Berlin airlift that was on right, display right, right. And it was on display right in front of the big um the big uh, uh statue arch. Uh, outside of Tempelhof. Why did you guys pick um, Tempelhof airfield or why did you pick that airplane? Was it symbolic? Was it, yes, what was it was the symbolic? For?
1: Because uh, it, uh, it just uh, in that time, there still the bombings over in Vietnam. I mean, it was a protest against the war in Vietnam and uh, uh, a plane was easy to reach. You know, you just have to climb the fence and then boom, there was a plane. Was standing right on a fence uh, where nobody, uh, not no much uh, guards, and end. so uh, it was easy target. Was a symbolic target uh, and uh, imp- almost impossible that somebody gets hurt in uh, there because there was nobody using that plane. So
0: <clears throat> so let's talk about practicalities. <clears throat> How did, how did you learn how to make um, bombs like this? Was, it, was there somebody training people? Was it the anarchist cookbook? How, how no, did people some, learn about somewhere this?
1: Somewhere in um, Palestine, I mean, in those uh, uh, refugee camps in, in Jordan and in Syria and learned it from the Palestinian groups.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they came, came back. I mean, they started the whole bomb campaign, the guys who came back uh, from from Jordan and and Syria. And I learned it as a kid. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, after the war here in all those ruins in Berlin, you always could find ammunition, hand grenades, stuff like that. You know, and the older guys, they then took pliers, and took off from, if you found a whole uh, belt of ammunition, for uh, example, they took off the bullets and put all the uh, gunpowder together in one thing, I mean,
2: in a, <coughs> yeah.
1: a box or something, you know, tin box. And then make a fuss on it, and then we uh, throw it uh, in, in the back into the ruins and so it explode.
2: So mm. I learned uh,
1: uh, to handle explosives actually as a child. Mm. I mean that's uh, after war experience. I guess in Vietnam or in Lebanon or places like that, kids doing the same, mm. and the kids are not afraid. You know, you you don't realize as a kid that it's uh, pretty dangerous what you're doing. <clears throat> you yeah. think it's fun, yeah.
2: Now so I I'm learned sh- it there.
1: I'm sure you um,
0: knew uh, Verena Becker, who was recently yes, 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 charged yes. with um, the murder of Siegfried Buback. Yes. She- was she involved with your guys' group in the early seventies? Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. I, I employed her. <laughs>
0: so explain. What do you mean by employed her as a, like, literally <laughs> I mean, employed her? You, you,
1: I put. I uh, uh, asked her to join the group. Wow. Uh, and uh, because there were a group of uh, women who burned uh, stores, sex shops, you know, mm-hmm. all those where they sell pornographic stuff, they burned that. There's raw Molotov cocktails in that. And uh, shops, you know, where they're selling uh, uh, dresses for brides, you know, those white long dresses and uh, uh, people get married, I mean, women get married this marriage uh, uh, dressing shop they burned and things like that. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> so we asked them if they want to join the group because they were already uh, pretty radical at that time.
2: Sure.
1: And so it happened that uh, uh, I asked her to join the group and her girlfriend, uh, a certain Mrs. Feet, and so they joined us.
0: You mean in- Ingefeet? Yes, and and um, so tell me about um, what happened with this um, bomb that this with the tragic bomb in uh, Gatau at the uh, Berlin Yacht that Club. Was, is- uh,
1: that was uh, Miss Becker was uh, grew up in uh, in that area. Uh, it was uh, the after. Um, the so-called Bloody Sunday in, in Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. in, 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 Derry, Londonderry, yeah. where the English army shot, uh, unarmed protesters, uh, 12 or 13, or I don't know. Uh, and so we said, okay, we doing some, uh, uh, against the English army. And she came and said, oh, I know this place. It's easy to go in there. And so we gave her a bomb. Hmm. And and she and uh, this Mrs. Pete and another guy uh, went there. And the guy uh, did something with the bomb, you know.
0: My understanding was he, this Irvin Bielitz found it later and didn't know it was. He found it and
1: he, uh, uh, you know, he started to look what, why the bomb didn't go off. I mean, he didn't call the police. He didn't call uh, uh, the fire brigade. Nobody. He put it uh, uh, on his uh, bench here on his working place. And uh, with a screwdriver, he went uh, around on (laughs) on every detail of the timing device to find out why the bomb didn't work. I mean, Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. And Mm -hmm. then he found the... uh, a uh, 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 mistake, and boom! The band, uh, of course, the, the bomb went off.
0: Now, how did um, the members of the group or the, the the people within the group? How did they react when they found out that somebody had had been killed? That was the, the reason
1: uh, where I started to think I'm in the wrong movie here. Yeah. I mean, they said, "No, okay, was well, this is making a mistake?" I said, "Listen, we uh, unintentionally, but we killed uh, a total." A guy who is uh, not involved in anything. He is not part of the establishment or of the uh, ruling class. I mean, he is a, a, a poor guy, poor old guy who, okay, he did a mistake, but uh, actually we must say we did it. And they said, no, we don't tell nothing. I said, listen, we have to take up responsible for that. I mean, it's our responsibility. Uh, without us, he would be still alive <laughs> after all. Let's face it. <clears throat> and uh, they all said, no, 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 no word to the uh, outside. Uh, we just ignore the fact.
2: Hmm. And
1: that was one of the reasons I said, I'm I'm here with wrong people. I mean, this it's going too far.
2: So
0: how did you start um, pulling away? How did you get away from this movement?
1: Uh, slowly, and then uh, it came to a clash. Uh, I mean, they yelled at each other and screamed, and uh, real uh, almost fighting. And so I said, Okay, I split. Hmm. And then.
0: Uh, <clears throat> oh, who are some of the people in the group at this point that we're talking about?
1: Yeah, there was uh, Mrs. Pete, Mrs. Siegmann. Uh, it was then the woman take, o- took over and, uh, uh, uh Reinders, uh, Brown is dead, uh, uh, Reinders and, and people like that, you know, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they wanted then our guns and, uh, all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I took some money. There was not so much and I left, uh, there were other guys from the Hush Rebels who just have been to Afghanistan, and they told me, "Why don't you go to Afghanistan?" Hmm. So uh, I went to Afghanistan in sixty seventy-two.
0: So when you when you got over there, you were you were a wanted person at this point.
1: Yes, I had a, a false passport and uh, was wanted. Yes,
0: and is and you you basically did you uh go into East Berlin and leave from there. Or how did you get to Afghanistan?
1: <clears throat> now you could at that time go to East berlin um uh, take a visa to Czechoslovakia by train mm-hmm. so you're driving with by train through East Germany <clears throat> came to Czechoslovakia and there you board a plane to uh, Damascus. That was the official route in and out. Because uh, if you took a plane from uh, East Berlin, you had to go through a West German checkpoint. Uh. Yeah? You know, it was very complicated <laughs> today, yeah. hard to understand. You know, the, the airport was outside of East Berlin, so it was territory of East Germany, and uh, there they had a special. Uh, um, Border crossing. So you, and before that border crossing was the West German police, so they control you. Hmm. If you go by train directly to East Berlin, border train to Czech, to Prague, to Czechoslovakia, no West Berlin police. Hmm. And that was the point to go first to uh, East Berlin, border train to Czechoslovakia. And there you go on a plane to Damascus. They were on a daily basis uh, those trains and planes. So you just could uh, go to Damascus uh, straight. It took you 24 hours you were there. So
0: why did you decide and at what point did you decide you wanted to write a book about your
1: experiences? Uh, I was in in 72. I mean, two years later I I saw all those uh, newspaper stuff and uh, uh, I decided uh, I gave an interview to the Spiegel
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, then I decided it's better to make a book to uh, stop young people to sing twice to join uh, Sue's groups because uh, this war is uh, they conducting is over it's absolutely crazy that now again Young people die and innocent people die uh, in a struggle. Who is in that way? It's over. And so I made this book.
0: Now, your book is certainly one of the most famous examples of um, most famous publication histories in in German history and probably in world history. Just because of the efforts to stop it and then the efforts of other people to make sure that it did get published. Can you describe some of those efforts?
1: Uh, Yeah, it started, listen, this publisher then invited all left-wing groups to look at the manuscript. Then the uh, Red Army Fraction came and said, no, the book doesn't get published. I mean, the first was uh, uh, Barra Meinhof, uh, from Stammheim, from the, from their jail cells, they said, no way this book gets published. They <laughs> were <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> they just published it, said, uh, That at that place, said, oh, no, I mean, that's going too far, we publish. So, yeah. then the state prosecutor of Bavaria, uh, where the publisher was in Munich, said, this book is, uh, uh, pro RRF. Uh, I mean, you see, I mean, he he definitely never read it,
2: yeah. so
1: uh, <laughs> he just uh, wanted to stop it. So, and then uh, three hundred people all around the world, actually. I mean, members of uh, House of Lords in 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 England, and uh, uh, famous people, and actors, and, and writers, and so they John all. Paul came...
0: Sartre and uh, and I'm thinking of some other people too. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, uh, uh, here, yeah, uh, von Leendorf. she was the most famous model at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she is also my publisher, I mean, uh, but because her father uh, also got killed by the Nazis. He was one of the group who tried to kill Hitler.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, so people like that, they're all from all over the world. Uh, then uh, published the book under their name, so they couldn't put them on trial or, or impossible. Yeah? So
0: they they basically ensured that it absolutely was going to get published.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And do, now I've always wondered, because I've seen, I've, I, I literally own probably six copies of your book, and they're all by different publishers. All from different times, and I'm wondering: Are these like legal copies? Do you still have the copyright? Were they able to? Were you able to get paid for this work? T- tell me about. Hey,
1: hey, listen, uh, they all ripped me off. I don't make money with it.
0: <laughs> That's what I figured, because some of these look really fly by night. They did not. Yeah, look... sure.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I I didn't so much money from that. Really, I mean, everybody was ripping me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was uh, sold all over the world and here in Germany in the hundred thousand I mean uh, normally if you have a success like that you also make some money I didn't so much I mean I, I, I even had when I got arrested I had to uh, 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 file the uh, publisher to get uh, 50,000 out of them. Hmm.
0: now tell me about how how you got arrested what what happened
1: I got arrested in uh, London
0: because you had you had you had had managed to get to London and you had been living there underground for some. I I was
1: uh, all the time traveling. This ten years traveling around, you know, with uh, different false passports, uh, from India to uh, Europe, always up and down, you know. Uh, via, uh, I mean, I went to uh, all those uh, Gulf states and uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, Turkey, uh, India, up and down, uh, Italy, uh, England, Spain, no problem. And in uh, England, I met some guys from Berlin, and they were at that time Downright criminals, hmm. you know. I mean, they robbed banks, and uh, they got arrested, and they had my address in in their pocket. Hmm. So the English police came at Scotland Yard uh, and arrested me.
0: Wow. So the um, so and and were you? sent back to germany or were you did you serve time in the uk or or how did that work no no i
1: i said uh, i go immediately back to germany so it was on my free will you know so uh, you get less sentenced yeah if you do that i mean you can claim look i came <laughs> on my free will <laughs> because they uh, sent you anyway back to germany and uh,
0: and what was the crimes you were convicted of uh, one bombing of the police
1: headquarters and two bank robberies, hmm. um, and the rest was uh, because it was over ten years. Uh, they couldn't um, put me on trial on for uh, armed group. I mean, uh, you know, terrorist member of a terrorist group, and so for that you already get five years. I mean, all that uh, then was not. Um, On trial because it was an overdue um, legal procedure. So uh, I got away with that.
0: Um, I want to jump back real quick for just a second because I I just remembered my dad himself. He described, he thinks he may have personally, him and his group, worked on maybe five six or even seven different bombs uh, around the, the but he doesn't remember any of them that well and it sounds like as you alluded to he may not have even remembered the the, 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 the plain one that well so do you remember other ones that you that you guys had left that were diffused or never found that my dad might have worked on is there ones that that that, that, that you have a recollection of
1: uh, I listen uh, all together this group, did 120 bombings
0: oh my god
1: and so uh uh, no chance i also need a piece of paper and i can tell you okay yes that we did that we didn't i mean because there were people uh, who started then also to bomb and they never got caught i mean there are some uh, things where nobody knows who did it until today there are uh, 20 30 bombings inside berlin where nobody can tell you who did it. Could be anybody.
0: Why, why do you think that the um, Bader-Meinhof group became so prominent, whereas the revolutionary cells, the June 2nd movement, are not as well-known?
1: Yeah, uh, because it, it's more glamorous. The press made them so famous. Look, I mean, they were driving around in flashy cars, robbing banks, living in posh places, you know?
2: Uh, celebrities. What? Yes,
1: celebrities. yes, 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 yes. Uh, and, and, I mean, uh, it's like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Yeah? It's that image. In that time, there was a movie out, Bonnie and Clyde. They somehow lived to this love story between Gudrun Enslin uh, and, and and Bada. You know, this. Uh, uh, it made them uh, the press always jumped on it, and they made a, a big fuss out of it for two years for two years they did nothing than drive around and flashy cars and uh, robbing banks then they did some bombings, got arrested, and then for the rest, yeah. only was to get them out of jail. I mean the whole activity of of that group was for years for ten years to get them out of jail. That's it what, was only about uh, getting them out, and uh, uh, it was not a political uh, uh, struggle in the end.
0: It's funny. That's a, uh, I had a student email me earlier today, and he asked me, he asked me, so what was what were their goals and what was their ideology? And I and I I said the same thing you did. I said, well, for the first couple of years, their goal they, they had they seemed to have very specific political goals, but after nineteen seventy two, their goal was to get their leadership out of jail.
1: That was yes, their only yes, goal. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's and only and it's, about, a, it's only about their people in jail. They didn't care for the rest. I mean, <clears throat> they did nothing else. Uh, look at it. Did and, you agree when, about- and, and when they were dead, then they was uh, about the rest of the group. It's all their commando, uh, their writings when they did something. They only talk about their people in jail and nothing else. I mean, they never were, in that sense, uh, political uh, for for the rest of their existence. I I, I don't see it as a, a part of a political campaign or political struggle. They simply didn't care about the rest of the world. They only cared uh, took care of themselves.
0: Did, did you ever meet um, Botter or Enslin? Yeah, or sure. Mero? I know
1: the first whole generation. Everybody uh, who was on this uh, so, wanted posters and uh, uh, later died in jail or whatsoever, I knew them all.
0: So you knew them before Before went and,
1: uh, and we had meetings in between. I mean, there were some contacts between... Uh, the Red Army faction and uh, 2nd June. And I was always the man who uh, uh, was with that meeting. So
0: it's my understanding the famous um, bank robbery where there was a triple bank robbery uh, after they got back from from yeah, we uh, wanted Palestine. to do
1: four we didn't manage to get four together
0: but it, but it's my understanding a lot of people don't realize that actually one of those banks was robbed by the june's movement june yes 2nd. yes
1: yes, hmm. yes 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 yes
0: so you were working together very early at that point
1: yes in the, in the beginning it was somehow uh, together but uh uh, we also try to bring out some people from jail, some women out of jail for them. Uh, 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 there were always uh, uh, contacts. That said, uh, though,
0: did, did, wasn't there a lot of conflict between the two groups? Didn't they? Yes. Did there uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, well, sometimes they were even fighting inside uh, 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 apartments. We met and uh, there were uh, fist fights hmm. between us. I mean, absolutely crazy.
0: What like, were the What were the fist? I'm sorry for <laughs> laughing. What were the fist fights um, about? What would it uh, What would you get? Laugh
2: Hurt <laughs> <search> me! <laughs> 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 they were just
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was uh, an atmosphere. I mean, they're all yelling at each other and awe. Oh. And I always try to calm them down. And then Gudrun Enslin told me I'm a liberal. I mean, I was <laughs> hilarious. And, and when
0: she's calling you a liberal, that's not a good thing. No, oh. in whose circles, it's pretty dangerous. Oh. <laughs> now, um, what was what was Andreas Bader like in person?
1: Uh, he was unbearable. <laughs> That's why all the sightings were. I mean, this guy behaved like he was the king of the world. Really, it was yeah. unbearable. If you sit there with him for two, three hours, then he slowly calmed down, then you can talk to him just normal. And then it was mostly crazy what he told you.
0: Was he trying to impress you, or what? What was? Why was? Why do you think he? No, was so he just
1: would try. He show off. He is a boss. I mean, he is the overlord of uh, Germany or something like that. I mean, absolutely crazy.
0: And what about Gudrun Enslin? What was she yeah. like as a person?
1: She was uh, actually. She is the actual brain. I mean, she was the actual leader of. Uh, uh, I mean, the name Bara Minov is wrong. Actually, yeah. she was in command. She was highly intelligent, very capable, uh, and very radical. Uh, she was actually the uh, the person in charge. Yeah. I mean, everything, uh, if I wanted something from that group, I had to sit down with Gudun, and with her you could talk, uh, no problem. And... Uh, then said, "Listen, good Can you supply us with weapons, with money, with this and that? And uh, can we do an action together? This and that way. With her, you could talk. Uh, with him, it was impossible."
0: How do how do you go about contacting them? How do you how how? I mean,
1: there were people only for that. I mean, so there's there were people, people,
0: people that people? were not members of the group, but they were somebody. Right, were contact. right,
1: right, right. They were not direct members of uh, both groups and. Uh, there were certain meeting points on certain days uh, where you could go. They were sitting there in a coffee shop or something. You went there, said, listen, can you tell them we want the meeting then and then? Uh, how, and they come, then went off and, and told them.
0: How come, why did um, the June 2nd movement, why did you stay mostly in West uh, Berlin?
1: Yeah that was also a point with, uh, with Bader Meinhoff, they said come to Hamburg, we said no we don't know Hamburg what we gonna do in Hamburg, why Hamburg? I, I mean it was on the phone uh, Gudrun told me you all come to Hamburg, now I said Gudrun why Hamburg? She said it's a big city, I said well, we can also meet in Calcutta, it's even bigger it's also crazy, I mean we don't know those places <clears throat> we have no contacts, uh, we stay in Berlin be part of the people of Berlin and finished
2: hmm.
1: and they and they had no
0: interest in that
1: no, I mean they had uh, places here in berlin uh, uh but uh, mostly they messed up their places and they had to leave, and so that was better in West Germany you know and uh, so they moved around all the time I mean they tried. To so uh, implement, uh, implement some infrastructure, I mean, uh, uh, to to actually form a group by and in uh, that time they were all wanted. So it was very very complicated what they did,
2: yeah. uh,
1: and uh, they always have to to look for people who help them in Berlin. We knew so many people. We just could go. Many people helped us uh, who were not even political who just liked us or liked the person who came there and said, okay, uh, I rent an apartment for you or I buy this and that for you and Mm boop. You know, it was uh, easier for us to actually carry on.
0: Wow. um, So, boy, I'm flummoxed now just thinking about this. Um, What was Ulrika Meinhof like as a person or did you know, know her much?
1: Uh, yes, I, 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 uh, she was actually uh, she was older. She was actually uh, not fit for this group and for yeah. that way of life. Actually, she uh, she made a mistake uh, when they uh, freed Bada. She fled with uh, the rest of the group, you know, of that commando. Actually, it uh, was planned. She stays there. Yeah. She was uh, good in writing and things like that, but she was not good in uh, robbing a bank or building a bomb. I mean, this woman was totally uh, uh, in the wrong party at the end.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you think happened? She was to... a
1: very calm and uh, nice woman, very intelligent, but uh, uh, she, uh, as an illegal guerrilla fighter, she was on the wrong in the wrong place.
0: When you did you meet up with her after she had um, helped
1: free Yes, I met. Uh, no, no, I, I once, once uh, uh, I knew her from before. Did um?
0: Do you do you know or what? What are your suspicions on what happened to uh, Ingeborg Bars and uh, yes, Angela uh, I mean,
1: they killed her. The Bara meinhof Group killed her.
0: And and um, they of course. That's what uh, one of the former members said, but yes, everybody no, else no, another denied one it.
1: also said yes. I mean, I asked around because I had a love affair with uh, Inge Barth. Oh, really? And she, we, we went together to the same school. We grew up in the same district in Berlin. I know her since I'm uh, 15 or 14 or something like that.
0: She she had only been in the group, I mean, quote, officially in the group for her. A few months when yes, she Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. And we he told her, "Don't go there. It's, uh, 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 it's not uh, your. It's, a, it's not your cup of tea."
0: She I was think. a hairdresser, right?
1: Uh, no, uh, she just, <clears throat> she uh, was. Um, she just had finished school and then was hanging around and and so on. The hairdresser was uh, Petra Scham, the one the first. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm
0: confusing her
1: with Petra Scham. Yeah. So um, um, I so knew her as also. I mean, I knew uh, all all those uh, people.
0: What about Angela Luther? Why, why do you think? Um, do, what do you think happened to her? I've heard a story that they think that she was killed in a bomb in 1972, the, an accidental explosion. But nobody's ever heard from her since nineteen seventy. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: yes, now that's good. Now, uh, what you heard, which bomb was it? Pardon? Uh, which bomb killed her? Uh, uh,
0: my understand. what I had heard, and I read about this, I can't remember where, but the, I think it was some article in Der Spiegel a few years ago where they were talking about all the people that have never been captured from the Red yeah, Army faction. Yeah, yeah. And they had, they had quoted... Um, uh, Inca feet or somebody else. I can't remember who's saying that she had heard that Angela Luther was killed sometime in late 1972. She was, she was putting together a bomb or something and it had blown up, which yeah. is possible. It just seems surprising that nobody would ever found or heard where this right, happened. Right,
1: right, right. That's the first, uh, first thing because, uh, American GIs who, uh, deserted the American army in Vietnam
2: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: I met in Goa there was this people they called in your country lost in action you know GIs who uh, uh, in action in Vietnam disappeared they never found a body and so and many of them were alive and uh, came to India just to get away from the war in Vietnam and two of them told me there's one of your group uh, in Australia. Wow! And uh, the uh, the way they described her was clear. It's Angela Luther because she's uh, pretty tall. Hmm. And so I guess uh, she just got away <clears throat> because her family is the uh, family of Martin Luther. I mean, yep. the famous men who said up Protestantism. <laughs> They're pretty rich. <clears throat> So the family can support her.
0: Um, you talked in your book um, once about this this um, this decision that you were going to um, bomb a synagogue on Kristallnacht. And can you tell me about how and why that? What was the thinking behind that decision? And, this,
1: and that was the people who came from Palestine came back from uh, uh, you know Syria and so on. They just did it without asking anybody. I didn't yeah. know anybody, anything about it. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, I, was, I read it in a newspaper like the rest of the world. We all went almost crazy. It was that guy called Kunzelmann, and he got arrested then in the beginning. And
0: uh, You mean D- Dieter Kunzelmann?
1: R- right, right. Uh, I knew him from the commune one. And he, uh, 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 all of this bombing, he did it. And uh, uh, the rest of all of us, uh, I mean, everybody was uh, 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 totally shocked. I mean, it's absolutely, it's open anti Semitic. I mean, it's absolutely crazy uh, uh, to do it. And
2: it, almost seems, it almost trouble. seems
0: like,
1: uh, like,
0: it almost seems beyond the pale to pick that particular day and.
1: And other yes, 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 it's beyond the pale, Ex- exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, uh, everybody was freaking out. I mean, uh, listen, but it was such a close group. They were alone. They came back. They were sitting in one apartment and just did it.
2: Yeah. Nobody
1: could influence them. Nobody heard. It. There was no discussion. Nothing, 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 nothing. It just happened. So we were just confronted with it. <laughs>
0: Um, now you wrote a book with uh, tillmeyer uh, yes. called radical America tell me about that book and what was that all about
1: yeah it's um, it's about this discussion um, uh, they always say we are anti-american we said no we are not anti-american we are um, we just uh, uh Criticized, uh, official American government politics, uh, like in Vietnam. I mean, we are against the war in Vietnam and, uh, I'm against the war in Iraq, uh, or something like that. And, um, that's why we showed, we, we, um, published uh, the Weatherman speech, you know, that, uh, famous "An Arbor speech of and Dorn, uh, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows and uh... speeches by uh... uh... Malcolm X and and people like that just to show how much we got actually influenced by radical american person or groups uh... uh... that they form part of our political thinking and our political ideas and action. that we are actually uh, very strongly influenced by america
0: yeah, I, 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 um, I interviewed a gentleman who's a German scholar a, a month or so ago, and he wrote a book about the German student movement and the American student movement, and he pointed out a lot of them were – you talked about the SDS in America and Germany, which are two separate organizations, but there's actually a gentleman who – was a, a leader in the German SDS that actually moved to America and helped write the Port Huron statement. Um, so there's a lot of German influence early in the American radical movement, in the American
1: hey, Look, movement. it's true. There were professors like Marcuse who came actually from Germany and then were preaching radical uh, ideas in America. Absolutely. But then picked up by American students and brought back to Germany. I mean, there were contacts between the American SDS and, uh, sure, there were contacts uh, between both groups
2: uh,
1: since 64.
2: Yeah.
1: I now, mean, when t- the free speech movement in Berkeley started, uh, uh, there were guys from the uh, Berlin SDS or German SDS in at that time in Berkeley. They brought back these ideas and so on. So it went on. There was a circle, let's say. Was
0: um, Tillmeier in the group when you were in the group, or did he join yes, later? Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: So, so he um, and so he was in the group for many years, including when Lorenz was kidnapped. Yes. So he ended up serving, uh, many years in prison later. Yes. And
1: it's... We met in prison then. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. Wow. That, that must've been an interesting reunion.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, he was already uh, there for, uh, and then I came, I mean, he got arrested uh, one or two years before me.
0: So what, what have you been doing, um, over the past, uh, 20 odd years, since you were released from prison?
1: Oh God! I was a proud owner of a pub. I mean, a coffee shop in Kreuzberg, and uh, I was managing a building site. You know, there was, yep. uh, and uh, then I, I'm a pensioner now because I have hepatitis C. I had a heart attack. It all came one after another. Oh my God! And uh, so I can't work. I mean, uh, you know. So, and but now, you, now you're 60, an author, of course. I get 63 now this year, and uh, I'm a pensioner. I mean, early retirement, you call yeah. it.
0: So, but you do, um, I did notice that you were able but to. But I'm,
1: I'm writing books, uh, still, and, and now I put on together a, a, a record, a CD with music from that time i can send you them when it's finished oh absolutely yeah and the new book i make with maya and Uh, um
0: and i'm gonna actually have links to that on my website and other stuff i also noticed occasionally you go out and give readings for your book is there any more coming up or are those all done
1: no no i i do that yeah Uh, uh maya did it last night and i do on on thursday for example in in a a pub uh, here down the street.
0: Well, I'll definitely make sure to, um, put that on my, put that on my website. Uh, uh, I,
1: uh, there are different people coming. Look, uh, sometimes there are, uh, uh, many people, sometimes not so many, <laughs> uh, mostly young people. They're still interesting and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. It's my website. It's an interesting site in that, it, of course it's English. Um, uh, but I, but, but probably 50% of the people that come to my website are German who obviously have yep. to speak English. Cause yeah, it's, it's, the, most of the people who come to my website are actually German and um, and most of them are young. There's very few people of your generation or honestly, even my generation, I was born in 1968. Most ah. of the people that come to my website are in their twenties and they're first learning about this, um, in college and other stuff. So so yeah, a lot of the yeah. people that visit my site are actually uh, from there. I'm always amazed at cuz my German yeah, is Yeah, I so also fun.
1: was at schools, you know. Sometimes they invite me to 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 talk at schools and talk with a student. Uh, what kind uh, of questions do you get there?
0: asked when a when somebody who was born 30 years after all this? Yeah, they
1: wonder that we did it. I mean, they still don't caught to herce somebody is uh almost sacrificing his life, why he got so radicalized. Uh, you always must tell him uh, in the time before you started, you know, how Germany was. Well, yeah. mostly uh, there's a picture of the 50s. They were all dancing, rock and roll, and all the fun, uh, which is
2: true. Yeah. I mean,
1: there were three or four uh, uh, record stores who sold you rock and roll records. The only station who played rock and roll was the American Forces Network for one hour a day. Uh, they all don't realize that in Germany, all those uh, influence, the Nazis hated, of course, American culture. They were really anti-American. You know, they hated Hollywood movies. They hated uh, Blue Jeans. They hated rock and roll. They hated the whole lot. Let's face it. Hmm. We were actually the only ones who enjoyed it, embraced
2: it. Yeah.
1: Which is a crazy uh, idea. Um, and then we, of course, I mean, we uh, uh, were against this wall. Look, uh, when I was in one night in that um, SDS center, you know.
0: On the Kudom? Uh,
1: yes, yes. And uh, I w- was running the office. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the guys who actually should do it we are involved in, in troublesome love stories and 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 so I it ended up with me. <clears throat> and one night came a guy from Heidelberg or Frankfurt, or I don't know, with a young G i who was really nineteen, a skinny, blonde American boy. And, they said, hey, this German said, "Listen, uh, we have to get him to Sweden." And that time there was a line. Getting GIs who didn't want to join the war in Vietnam, they bring them to Sweden, while Sweden uh, was not delivering them to America. They could stay there. Yep. And uh, this young uh, soldier then started to cry. that I don't want to go there. He was uh, scared stiff. I mean, he just got the uh, order to go to Vietnam from Germany. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have no idea how I can have this guy.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I said, what, what do you want me to do? And to get him, I said, he has to go to East Germany, so he needs a wrong passport. I said, yeah, and how I get a wrong passport? So I asked uh, kids from the streets who had, uh, were runaway kids, you know, from home yeah. or from Brussels and, and places like that. Uh, and they then helped me to find somebody who was taking the passport for this soldier i finally uh, got it down and so i uh, said uh, we need uh, uh, an, a structure that can do illegal things i mean that's how it starts for me was over that young american soldier Wow. us say i said listen we have to help them we just can't go there and said end the war. And if you're in a concrete uh, situation, you can't do anything. That's crazy. We have to set up a, a, a group of people who are looking uh, for illegal things and
2: uh,
1: and militant things. So that's how the, the uh, Wieland commune then got created. Then where, some where was that, where was so that
0: commune located at? Where in Berlin was it?
1: It's in, uh, uh, it's, uh, Wielandstraße was also a, a, a side street of Kudam.
0: Okay. And how I many mean, members, how many people were in that, were in that group that you were, that, that commune that you were in?
1: Uh, there was, in the end, there were 10, 12 people.
2: And, and were you all uh, affected? Fa- G-
1: they, G- they G- all? Georg be- von G- Rauch and I, who joined actually the armed struggle. The rest, uh, then all became teachers, professors, and, and, and.
0: So and, it, was, uh, it was only you two that, that decided to, how did the, how did the name, um, was there like a, a meeting to decide the name June 2nd movement? To yes, yes,
1: that? yes, yes. There was a meeting of all, uh, little groups, uh, who were at that time. And then we, uh, came up with that name. I mean, I, I pushed for that name because, uh, to show we didn't shot first, we uh, acting still in self defense. And who? And that I it's a better publication. Now.
0: And who came up? It sounds kind of like a weird question, but who came up with the logo? There's a logo of a fist and a globe. And do you know about that?
1: Yeah, no, uh, that was after my <laughs> time. No okay. idea who did that. Uh, no,
0: because because I, I don't know about that one, but I know the Red Army faction logo is very famous and iconic and i've never been able to determine who actually came up with their uh logo and it pops up in popular culture there was a a movie that won the oscar this year this cartoon um and it and it's this cartoon called logorama and it's full of mcdonald's logos and burger king logos and all these logos and and it tells a story of this um this killer. And the killer is Ronald McDonald. And he, he, he bursts into a store and he, and he pulls out a red army faction rifle with the logo and starts killing people and mowing, or it actually doesn't kill anybody, but he starts shooting up all these logos with a red army faction logo. And I couldn't help but thinking, boy, I'll bet you if Andreas Botter saw this cartoon with, Ronald McDonald shooting up all the corporate logos. He probably he probably have a laugh a, 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 about it just because Ronald McDonald is destroying all the um, corporate capitalist uh, things. But I anyway, I found it interesting that that logo became is so ubiquitous, and I've never been able to figure out who designed it or how they designed. It. I didn't know if. Uh,
1: What's well, about a minor for Grasso? Oh, really? Yes. So There's it. One, I'm sorry. One, go ahead. Manfred Grassov uh, designed the bala logo,
0: and how did, uh, and because do, do you know that or did you talk to him about that or yeah yes
1: yes yes, yes. I talked about him. Yes, 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 yes. So what
0: was his? Did, what did he say about this logo? How did this come into to be? He being?
1: actually wanted to to paint a K forty seven Kalashnikov, yeah, but somehow um, he came out with this other machine there that looks more like <laughs> I mean. It's a, uh, that's a Heckler heck, and Coke. Heckler and Coke. <laughs> yes. uh, and he said, when he was finished, he said, ah, okay, uh, uh, let's take that. Okay. It doesn't look like the AK-47, but here we go. <laughs> and so, then everybody said, yes, yes. So we take that. And so it came, uh, to that they even asked the d- designer they showed him the thing a real designer and he said yeah oh it looks uh, beautiful don't change it it's perfect and so uh, it became their logo
0: yeah well it definitely um, it definitely works on its own level it's very terrifying yet alluring at the same time so, well, I am going to let you go, but I am hoping you will allow me to, at some point in the future, contact you again.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh,
0: well, Mr. Bauman, thank you so much for um, speaking with me, and I look forward to talking to you again at some point. I really appreciate you sharing a lot of your insights with me, and also clearing up some of the mystery about my dad and my mom's experience. It's uh, You've definitely... Uh, I've learned more. I mean, uh, to you.
1: I'm, I feel sorry that they uh, 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 got attacked in a way, but uh, it was not intended. Let's put it this way oh, I, and, tell, I, and tell them my uh, excuse. Yeah?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate you uh, clearing it up. And I, and I guarantee you, my dad and mom will be very interested to hear the story from your perspective. So I totally appreciate that. Yes. Okay, well thank you very much for your time And I look forward to speaking to you Martin, again
1: That's okay, yes Okay, okay. Thank, Let's thanks so meet much bye. Yes,
2: bye Okay, bye